Welcome everyone. I'm Cub Cooker. Welcome to My Bible Works podcast. If you're listening on the podcast, welcome. If you're watching on the podcast, welcome. We produce this as a multi-platform podcast. So whether you're listening audibly or visually, you guys have a great experience and I hope you enjoy. If you're watching, we have awesome slides in the background. And if you're listening, I hope the audio is beautiful, crystal clear quality. Secrets of the Hebrew letters is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to specifically discuss the gematria method of interpreting scripture um, and prophecy and dates and all things to do with the gematria part of numerology. This is a part of a bigger study we've been going through, and um, I'll introduce that here in a minute. But let's roll the intro. Don't go away. Grab a pen and paper. We've got a ton of info for you today that really, I believe, will help you understand our faith a lot deeper. Welcome to My Bible Works. In this tribe, we believe in exploring the Word of God as divine expression. We believe the way of Yeshua embodying the fullness of Yahweh. In gratitude of the love we are given, we focus on things above. We read scripture as treasure, both ancient and mystic. Join me and let's explore the deeper meaning of scripture hidden in plain sight. And consider subscribing for more. And welcome back, everybody. Again, if you're brand new here, go check out mybible.works. It is the hub for you to go and interact with other people in a biblical way. That is where we study, meditate, and connect with the Word of God over there at mybible.works. Completely free. It's a web app. You don't have to download anything. No more apps to go on your phone. You can just make it your homepage. Uh, and let some good news live right on your homepage feed. So today, diving into the lesson, according to Web Library Yale EDU, gematria is a Jewish form of numerology in which letters of the Hebrew alphabet are substituted with corresponding numbers. The first 10 letters are given number values that increase consecutively from 1 to 10. The next eight letters are given values that increase by a factor of 10 from 20 to 90. The final four letters are given a number values that increase by a factor of 100 from 100 to 400. In Hebrew, gematria is often used as an alternative to Arabic numerals when recording numbers. Hebrew dates are generally written using gematria. So I find that very interesting. We're in the year, the Hebrew year 5782, according to the Hebrew calendar. So the way I understand it, that would be a gematric number for the year that we're in biblically, according to the Hebrew calendar. So, um, and again, what we're learning with gematria today affects how we read this. So it's very important. This is not something you're going to hear in churches a whole lot. Uh, maybe a few subsets of churches you will hear about numerology and about gematria in the Bible. But as a whole, I'm not hearing it coming from pulpits across the country, which is exactly why we're discussing it here so that you guys have access to the knowledge that you need to make educated decisions and spiritually define your own path according to what the Holy Spirit tells you. With that said, Quick disclaimer, I'm not a pastor or a scholar. I'm a mentor who loves scripture. I am a spiritual being 
and I follow the way of Yeshua or Jesus Christ. I use the names of God, i.e. Yahweh and Yeshua, out of intimacy and not law. I highly recommend you do your own research and pray on everything as I do all day, every day. Uh, I believe in a constant form of prayer, a life prayer. Um, and it's something I've been practicing for the last several months. Um, I observe special times of prayer as well, but I just continually uh, am prayer. And uh, that's really been a life-changing thing for me. It's helped me make decisions a lot more clearly. I often find that when I'm having a hard time making decisions, it's because I'm not in a state of prayer or communion with God. Uh, the, the word prayer comes from, if I'm saying it right, prasukamai, which I'm sure I'm not, but it means to exchange ideas. And so I wanna be in a constant exchange of ideas with God uh, so that I'm continuing uh, that walk every single day. So uh, the Strong's Concordance is an incredible tool as we go through all this stuff. Highly recommend you guys bookmark that as well. Uh, I'm going to have a link list coming to mybible.works very soon of kind of all the tools I use to study so you guys can grab those as well. Share things um, as you find them with the community. The point of this is to build a global church body, a global body of Christ all over the interwebs where we can study and communicate together completely off platform from other platforms like your normal social medias this is a place where we can safely and securely exchange ideas together that's the whole point of it so uh according to web library yale edu in addition to its use as a number system gematria can also be used as a form of bibliomancy in order to obtain a more spiritual understanding of biblical texts. While many scoff at using this cute wordplay, quote unquote, as a means of explaining the Bible, many Kabbalists or Jewish, mystic, Jewish mystics who find great power in the spirituality of words see it as a valid form of biblical interpretation. So there's some men that are... Uh, a lot more spiritual than me, a lot more educated than me that are holding Gematria uh, in high regard. So uh, I, I can't tell you what I think about it other than I'll tell you what I think about it at the end. I think there's some pitfalls of it and I think there's some positive things of it. And I think we should observe both of them anytime we dive into this. So I'll share those at the very end in, in the takeaway section. Uh, moving back into the lesson here, according to web.library.yale.edu, an example of biblical exogenesis using gematria can be found in the fifth of the Ten Commandments, Exodus 20:12, where the children of Israel are instructed to honor thy father and mother. So we all remember this passage, honor thy father and mother. So how does one honor his parents? By examining the gematria of the Hebrew word for honor or kabeb. And again, I'm butchering these words, I'm sure. Uh, but I'm trying to learn, so bear with me. We learn together, we grow, to, we grow together, and we move forward together. So the Hebrew word kebeb, we find that it has a value of 26. So 26 equals 20 plus 2 plus 4. 4 equals, and then it has the Jewish, uh, or the, excuse me, the Hebrew letters. Uh, and then the gematria of the thematically similar word for love or avava is 13. 
because the gematria of Kebeb is double that of Avava. Ahava, excuse me, Ahava. Again, I'm trying to learn some Hebrew here and I'm not very good at it yet and I'm absolutely worse with numbers. So this one is terrifying for me, as I said in the numerology section of this study. Uh, it was concluded that one honors his parents by showing them a double portion of love. So that is absolutely super interesting because uh, Ahava, if I'm saying it right, is uh, love. But that Kebeb is double that being 26 instead of 13. So it's a double portion of that love. Find that so, so interesting. And I hope I'm saying that right. Let me look at that again. Uh, Kebeb is 26 and Ahava is 13. Yeah. So anyway, really, really interesting. You see how Gematria is, it's a very technical, very scientific, but also very spiritual approach to interpreting scripture. And I believe this, just like the word of God, the word of God being the way I observe it as the logos, the divine expression, the words of God, the creative spirit and entity of God. Um, I believe that is present in every word that is in these scriptures as well as others that may not have been included in this. So I hold it with high regard and I believe that there's multiple ways to interpret scripture as long as it all points to God through Christ. Um, and so I really believe that by reading, you can read this mathematically, you can read this spiritually, you can re read it religiously, you can read it physically, whatever you want to do, it will manifest beautiful things in your life. I'm a big fan of reading it encompassing all things, just like creation. So uh, that's just kind of my method for it. The Hebrew alphabet and numerology, here's where we're getting into it. And I may get tongue-tied, guys, because let me tell you, numbers are not my forte. I was horrible at math. I barely passed it. Um, but I just love this kind of thing. So, one, Aleph, two, Bet, three, Gamel, four, Dalieth, five, He, six, Va, seven, Zayin, eight, Het, nine tet ten yud and again i don't know how to say these so if there's anyone who's jewish watching this i apologize in advance because this is not meant to offend please please share you can even duet this video or whatever uh you know included in yours correct me please uh but this is the hebrew alphabet in numerology continuing on 20 kaf 30 lamed 40 mem 50 Nun, 60 Samek, 70 Ayin, 80 Peh, 90 Tazadye, and 100 is Kuf, 200 is Raish, 300 is Sheen, 400 is Taf, 500 is Kaf, 600 is Mem, 700 is Nun, 800 is Peh, and 900 is Zaidi. So again, I'm sure I just completely tore those words apart or those letters apart. Um, but I wanted you to see, I wanted you to hear how they sound. I want you to get that in your head, say them yourself. Um, I highly recommend watching some YouTube videos on, on how to uh, pronounce the Hebrew letters. I've watched a few 
and obviously I've not watched enough, but um, I think it is beautiful the way they sound. I think their sound has a very specific frequency uh, when talking to God. And I think that that's something that's really been lost in our culture, especially the Anglicized version of Christianity. We don't really understand what the sounds are for God's name or for uh, the Messiah or for love. Like we don't get the full picture. And Gematria makes a lot more sense to someone who speaks uh, these ancient languages and understands the dialect and the intuition of something like Hebrew or even Aramaic, if we're going even into what Jesus most likely would have spoke. So um, getting back into this, according to wikipedia.org, Gematria is a Hebrew alphanumeric code or cipher that was probably used in biblical times and was later adopted by other cultures. It is still widely used in Jewish culture. Similar systems have been used in other languages and cultures. The Greeks, Isoferi, and later derived from or inspired by Hebrew Gematria, Arabic, Ajad numbers, and English Gematria. So there's several different like versions or kind of offshoots of Gematria. So um, again, you know, I don't know if I said it earlier, I could do probably an entire YouTube channel dedicated to just biblical numerology and never run out of content. So this is skimming the surface, but I hope it is, you know, giving you guys a little bit of a taste for uh, maybe what you want to continue learning. Because if it speaks to you and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you through it, then by all means, dive in, learn a lot more about it. But I hope this gives you a taste of it. So according to wikipedia.org slash wiki slash gematria, although the term is Hebrew, it may be derived from the Greek geometria or geometry, interesting, uh, which was used as a translation of gematria, though some scholars believe it to derive from Greek or the knowledge of writing. I'm not even going to attempt to say that, guys. It, it'll just embarrass all of us. So um, it is likely that both Greek words have an influence of the formation of Hebrew word. Uh, some also hold it to derive from the order of the Greek alphabet, gamma being the third letter of the Greek alphabet. The word has been extant in English since at least the 17th century. I assume that means extinct maybe i don't know again i'm not a scholar i'm just here to learn with you guys so um blah 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 it is largely used in jewish texts notably in those associated with the kabbalah this is why i put this one in here because i'm going to lead you guys to the kabbalah or kabbalah or however you want to say it the term does not appear in the hebrew bible itself so that's where we're going with this. I want to point you to the Kabbalah or Kabbalah to understand a little bit more about Jewish mysticism because that's really where all of this stuff is stemmed from and through, especially when you get into numerology, which we talked about a little yesterday. Um, anyway, it just it all makes a lot more sense when you kind of see where it came from. So getting back into it. According to Gaia.com, Gaia.com is incredible, guys. If you guys are interested in esoteric knowledge, understanding more about spirituality and different faith cultures, 
Highly recommend Gaia.com. Uh, so three can be found in descriptions of the divine throughout a number of religions. This can be seen in the Christian Holy Trinity of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, or the Hindu Holy Trinity of Shiva, Vishnu, and Brahma. The primordial sound Om is often spelled with three letters and has three in its character. Time is represented by the past, present, and future. And of course, pi is represented by 3.141. The three digits and 33 degrees are also very symbolic in Freemasonry. So tying all of this to numerology, a lot of times humans, we try to divine certain things for ourselves. And I believe in the time of Nebuchadnezzar, the time of the Tower of Babel, you know, we have the Tower of Babel, the people are scattered. They're given to other gods. Um, they are uh, continually being called back to Yahweh. And that's what the, the message of Christ is, to bring us back to God. Then we have Nebuchadnezzar, and he is just absolutely hell-bent on divining special knowledge from the stars, from astrology, from numerology, from all of these things. And if you read the book of Enoch, which I absolutely love the book of Enoch, whether you hold it in high esteem as a holy scripture or you look at it as supplemental material because you should at least look at it as that to understand the potential connections between Exodus and Genesis or Genesis and Exodus. So I highly recommend at least reading it for that to try and connect the dots here a little bit. So if we look at what happened there, the watchers, they come down, they take wives from earthly women, from God's creation. They then fall in love with them and they teach them special knowledge or esoteric knowledge. That's where we get that word esoteric from. Um, and so these women learn this knowledge. They learn how to cut roots, how to resolve spells, um, how to resolve spirits, how to basically all of these things to do with magic and herbology, um, astrology, all of those things. So God is mad at the Watchers later. He's passing judgment on them through Enoch. Enoch is speaking to the Watchers on God's behalf. And he tells them, you will not be forgiven. You're going to be in chains. And by the way, you thought you knew special knowledge. You did not know it all. And in fact, what you taught the women of Earth was the least important and most worthless special knowledge. So I find that very interesting and I want to keep that in our heads as we learn more of these esoteric things. While they might be helpful to help us understand the narrative, they should always take us deeper as spiritual beings and not distract us from the true God. So I want to just give that warning and I know that's kind of a long warning, but it's very important that we don't fall prey to the same thing that the, the time of Nebuchadnezzar and the Tower of Babel um, and the early peoples were, and then even the Jews later on, uh, you know, Christ came and spoke so many different things against their special religious ceremonies and religious knowledge and stuff like that. So very, very important that we kind of keep that in our hearts. According to wikipedia.org slash wiki slash in Kabbalah, there is a direct correspondence between the Hebrew name of any spiritual or physical phenomenon and its manifestations in the mundane world. 
The Hebrew name presents the unique essence of an object. This object or this reflects the belief that the universe is created through the metaphorical speech of God. As stated in the first chapter of Genesis, Kabbalah, Kabbalah expounds on the names of the ser, of the sephiro and their nuances, including their gematria or numerical values. In order to reach an understanding of these emanations of God's essence. So now I put that in the background. This is the uh, Sephiro and it's kind of this multi-point symbol that corresponds to Hebrew letters. And again, their sounds and their gematria. So it again attempts to explain God's essence or presence in and through all things which I'm a big believer of, by the way. Um, I don't know how this specifically makes sense. Uh, maybe if you study it more, it does. I haven't found anything particularly enlightening about it yet. Maybe I will, if I, if I do, I promise I'll share it. But I think as we go through this, and I'm sorry, my allergies are killing me today. If I sneeze on the microphone, you'll have to forgive me. This is a raw, unedited show, so I hope you guys enjoy this time of just kind of studying together. Now I do want to talk about according to wikipedia.com slash wiki slash uh, in the 16th century rational synthesis of Moses Ben Jacob Cordova Cordovero, excuse me, the first complete systemization of Kabbalah, the Sephiro are listed from the highest to the lowest. This is very interesting here. So category of the Sephira, and that's that uh, multi-point shape that I just showed on the last screen. So super conscious, Keter, or Kef, I don't know how to say that. It's so small, I had to cram all these on one page, is crown. So conscious intellect um, is, I wish I could zoom in on that. And boy, that is a distracting background. I'm sorry, guys. This is one of those. I just had to do this and uh, I wasn't prepared as much as I should have been. But uh, Kokoma is wisdom. Bina is understanding. So see how these are in categories. There's a super conscious and that uh, Kefir is crown. And then the conscious intellect is kokama, wisdom. Bina is understanding. Conscious emotions, the primary emotions are, and I'm not even gonna try to say the Hebrew uh, letter that goes with them. I believe those are the letters, not words. So those are the Hebrew letters and I'll get off that screen so you guys don't get dizzy. Um, I'll get dizzy looking at it here, but uh, so we have then moving into the primary emotions, kindness, discipline, beauty, emotions, victory, splendor, foundation, and kingship. Here's what's interesting about this list going from crown to understanding, kindness, discipline, beauty, emotions, victory, splendor, foundation, and kingship. I, I don't care what you call all of those. I know they have a very specific meaning in this belief. But I want you to know something. This corresponds very closely with other higher forms of belief. Specifically, if you look into things like Scientology, they have their tone scale. Uh, I study a lot of different religions. I'm not here to promote any of those. I just, uh, they have a tone scale 
that goes from kind of the lowest tone to the highest tone. And when you're fully enlightened, you're up here uh, and you stay on that tone scale. And then you don't communicate with people that are on different tone scales. We talked about vibrations several episodes ago, and it's very similar to that. So the Kabbalah has very similar ties with kind of these ascension of tone scales or vibrational frequencies. Um, and it seems to make a lot of sense when kind of put in that archetype, if that makes sense. Now, I want to share with you one very specific lesson out of the Bible. One very specific passage that we're going to find in Revelation that directly, very directly, uses gematria as a means to understand what it's talking about. And that would be the famous passage of Revelation 13, 18. This calls for wisdom. Let one man, let the one, excuse me, let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man and his number is 666. His number is 666. This calls for wisdom. It is the number of a man. Guys, we don't know who it is. We don't know what they'll look like, what they'll come clothed in. And that's why I use this image in the background. You know, I love our country. But I want you to understand that this man, this entity, this person will not be what we expect. It will take wisdom. It will take a deciphering of the number. And it could be any face that we know or that we don't know or that we trust or that we don't trust. It could be clothed in something that completely, completely overshadows who or what it really is. Now, I'm not an expert on Revelation at all. I'm highly fascinated by it. And, you know, trust me, if you search online for end times prophecy or Revelation decoded, you're going to get everything from the kings of the past being Antichrist uh, to someone that is coming being the Antichrist to just people as a whole being the Antichrist. So uh, you're going to get all kinds of different things. So I believe it takes discernment. It takes wisdom. And it absolutely, from the way it is presented and the way it's been understood for a long time, that it's going to take that numerical code to decipher it. What is 666? Now, there's you can almost make gematria mean what you want it to. And that's kind of my warning here. And I've got a few takeaways here. Um, so, summary and takeaways to apply in our lives. Gematria can be very useful for understanding biblical parallels. Great. It's very useful for that. We can draw parallels with it. We can see things that are tied together. We can understand why certain numbers were used in the Old Testament, why they're used in the New Testament. Gematria can be a fruitless rabbit hole of information. That is like my number one warning. It can be fruitless. It can absolutely kill your joy, kill your relationship with the Father, kill your spirituality, and we don't want that. Now, if you use it and you want to look into it, Make sure it does not take the place of an obsessive, sinful approach to trying to discern scripture into something they're not. Gematria may be necessary to understand prophecy correctly. Again, on the flip side of that, we might need it to understand some of these prophecies correctly. 
Gematria is currently being tied to technology and becoming more accurate. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. Gematria is misunderstood and widely used by many faith cultures. So Gematria, again, is used by a lot of different faith cultures. It's used in, in different ways by different ones, um, often to draw parallels that we decide we want it to draw. And that's where I'm saying it's getting more accurate because it can move. And I saw one video on how it can move side to side and up and down. And you can slide the letters into different places. And it almost makes an algorithm, if I understand it correctly. And the more we put computer technology and algorithms on it, the easier it becomes to figure out the true parallels between certain words, certain phrases, certain letters, certain things used in the Torah. Um, and it's actually being implemented with more technology now. And I think that's fascinating. And maybe we're closer to deciphering what 666 means in Revelation. Because, again, many, many different ideas of what that means and who that is. You will be hard-pressed to find two people that agree on that uh, from what I've found online. So, uh, good luck with that. Godspeed. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Get into your Bible. There's no substitute for studying scripture through God's spirit. And again, I'm having trouble talking today. My allergies are killing me. I'm praying for fall. Lord, bring the fall on. I'm ready. Uh, we live out in the country and I just walk outside and my face just goes like this. So it's hard to talk and, and I'm scratching my face and um, it gets really old, but uh, I love where I live. It's beautiful. And I, maybe I just need to take more, uh, more honey in the morning. I don't know to kind of balance out with the natural honey. So, um, and I'll, I'll talk more about that. We're adding some cool shows to this channel. Uh, one is going to be kind of my vlog where I'm talking more about health and wellness. Um, and it's not a biblical study like this is, uh, this is more to sit down as a group together and really go through the Bible and try to understand it more, understand all the concepts of faith around it. Uh, but again, I'm adding a vlog to this channel where you guys can just follow me on day-to-day -day life. You can see what we're doing. We're growing our own food here. We've got a honey farm right out here. I'm gonna go tour that. Um, we're just gonna really kind of try to connect with our community more, find more people uh, to interact with. And then this show, this podcast, is going to have a, a section of it very soon where we're going to bring guests on. We're going to go through these subjects and then interview our guests and have, have an awesome panel discussion uh, for the My Bible Works community. Uh, and speaking of that community, jump on over to mybible.works where you can study, meditate, and connect. You can also check out our other uh, areas of the ministry here, jacobsfeast.art. Um, and in fact, we just bought a new URL for that. That's uh, going to be replacing that soon. But uh, that's where you can praise, balance, and create. That is all about high vibration music. So, um, and I'm a big believer in high vibration music. That's going to be over on my second channel, which is linked down in the description. You can watch some of that. I've got tongue drum, uh, high vibration guitar at 432 hertz. Uh, and then I've got, or I will be ordering soon, a handpan. Uh, one of those UFO looking drums. Then you can go over to cubcooker.com where you can kind of get the portal to all things that are connected with this ministry. So 
great place for you to go. And also, if you've watched this long and you've enjoyed this and you enjoy the other videos, you know this is a part of a bigger study series right now. We're in the middle of New Age to Jesus series here. That's all organized on a playlist down below here on the YouTube channel. Uh, and if you're listening to the podcast, you can jump on over to the YouTube channel, find all that organized. It's also organized on mybible.works with all of the show notes on there as well. Then if you love this ministry as much as I do and you want to help support it, you can go to mybible.works slash all dash courses where you can jump on and grab a seat in our new workshop, God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. This is taken directly from my book, God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. You can grab that book on Amazon, linked in the description. You can also, uh, just by supporting this ministry as a monthly partner for less than you would pay for a Netflix subscription, you can make a massive impact on what we're doing here because this is all coming out of my pocket. This is my focus. Um, and I hope you enjoy it. And if you want to help support it, I'm greatly, greatly appreciative of that. Uh, and it will allow us in the future to build facilities, build a team, build a network of uh, these ministries, these type of ministries. So if you, if you see them as important as I do, I put my money where my mouth is. I run ads on all of this. I push it out there because I believe in it and I want people to hear a good word. I want them to dig deeper and find their true faith and connect with the father uh, i hope you've had an awesome episode let's pray over it real quick father thank you for today's episode i just pray that it manifests beautiful things in people's lives i pray uh your hand over my voice and my um my structure as i go through and do all of these things and do the work and that people will hear my voice and take that and seek the Holy Spirit with that. Um, and that it will just manifest incredible things in their life. We thank you for this ministry. Thank you for all you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful day. Peace, love, and get into the good word. See you guys later. Hey, My Bible Works Tribe, I hope you enjoyed that video. If you did, be sure and give it a big thumbs up and leave a comment down below with what you thought of it. Also, if you want to join us in a virtual campfire chat, jump on over to mybible.works. It's completely free and you can join a safe and open Bible study discussion with our global community.